Hey everyone, welcome to the Patron Extra Show for August 2017. Thanks to all of you for your continued support through Patreon and uh, helping us get to our goals of, of getting back to videos again and keeping the podcast going. So this month uh, I thought I would talk about a, a subject that comes up once in a while, um, iron planes or metal planes and wooden planes and uh, what the pros and cons of, of each one are. And uh, when you might choose one over the other. So, you know, I I have used both over the years. And uh, for a little while, I switched to basically just using wooden versions, period, uh, period appropriate planes, antique versions. And um, recently, I guess just in the maybe the last two years, I've, I've actually switched back to using more metal planes again. Um for reasons that I'll go to in a minute, but, um, you know, I used metal planes for quite a few years before switching over to wooden planes when I got more interested in the historical aspects of the craft and started to do a lot more, um, interpreting of, of period shops and period craftsmen. So, um, so I have a lot of experience with both, you know, tuning both types of tools, restoring both types of tools. And, you know, um, in all honesty, over the years, what I have really found is that um, there is pretty much no difference in use between a well-made wooden hand plane and a well-made metal hand plane. Um, I've used anything in terms of metal hand planes. I've used everything from, you know, old Craftsman and Stanley hand planes straight up through to, you know, Lee Valley, Veritas, Lee Nielsen, you know, most of the top of the line current manufacturers. Um, and you know, same thing with the wooden planes, you know, I've tuned and restored a lot of old wooden planes from, uh, American wooden planes, you know, from t companies like Ohio and Sandusky and, um, Auburn Greenfield tool, you know, a lot of those, uh, mass manufactured 19th century wooden hand planes, um, 18th, some 18th century wooden hand planes. I have had the opportunity to get my hands on. Um, I've also, while I didn't own any, I did also get the opportunity to use some of the more contemporary, you know, the planes from the more contemporary makers like uh, Matt Bickford and uh, Clark and Williams, which, you know, which is now uh, Old Street Tool. And uh, I will say that, you know, when, when you have a well-made, well-tuned plane in your hand, um, they're pretty much both equivalent, you know, whether you're using a wooden plane, whether you're using a metal plane, um, you know, the real difference between them is, uh, you know, it is just making sure you've got a quality tool. As long as you've got a quality tool that's sharp and well-tuned, that, that tool is going to, going to work well and the wood's not going to be able to tell the difference. But there are some, sometimes when I've found that, you know, my wooden planes tend to be better for me and other times where I found that my metal planes tend to be better for me. So my wooden planes, of course, in situations um, where I'm doing, trying to be period accurate, of course, I want to make sure that I'm using a tool that is as close to period accurate as I can. So um, it becomes a little bit more difficult when I'm doing 18th century um, reenactment or interpretation, because a lot of those tools, um, even the antique ones are just you know, not in usable condition anymore. Most of the old wooden planes that we find on the used tool market are more mid to late 18th, uh, 19th century models. 
uh, mass manufactured type tools. Most of the wooden hand planes from the 18th century, they were um, usually not manufactured, you know, in and mass by a a, um, a factory. You know, you had a plane maker and a blacksmith. The blacksmith made the blades. The plane maker made the bodies, and uh, and that's how they were sold. And sometimes you even you know would have user made planes. Um, so it's not too common to find antique 18th century planes. Um, certainly not nearly as common as the 19th century tools. So when I'm doing 18th, 17th, or 18th century interpretation, it can be a little hard um, to get tools that are exactly representative of those periods. But uh, most of the 19th century planes are close, and to the casual observer, there's really not a big difference. Um, of course, if you know if we're doing interpretation of 19th century work, um, most of the tools, the the planes that are out there, the wooden planes, are from the 19th century, so um, they're they're pretty much spot on accurate for what was being used during that time period. So you know, if when are wooden planes useful? Maybe when you're besides doing uh, historical interpretations. Well, you know, I uh, sometimes like to use them in, uh, in moist environments. And it's sort of counterintuitive because the whole reason I got rid of most of my wooden planes was because I was having problems with movement um, and the planes constantly getting out of tune. But, you know, if you live in, a, in an area that is, for the most part, humid all the time, and the humidity is about the same all year round, um, your wooden planes shouldn't move as much because they're going to absorb that moisture and they're going to stay at that equilibrium moisture level uh, most of the time. And the benefit about the wooden planes in a humid environment, if that environment stays humid all the time, um, is that they, they don't rust. Sure, the blades will rust, um, but you know with a light coat of oil um, after you sharpen, you know, you can usually avoid any problems with blades rusting, um, and the bodies on those wooden planes won't rust. And in a humid environment, the wood doesn't dry out as quickly. So, uh, so they actually work quite well if you have a stable, humid environment. Um, if you're in a very dry environment, um, wooden planes can be good too, because it's still the same type of deal. They're, they're going, they're not going to move a lot. As long as your, um, climate is fairly stable, those planes will probably stay pretty stable as well. And if it's dry, again, you don't have to worry about rust as much, but um, they do work quite well in those environments. Wooden planes are also great in situations where you want a lightweight tool. Um, I much prefer a wooden jack plane to a metal jack plane. Um, I, I use a metal jack plane these days, again, because of my environment primarily. But a good wooden jack plane is is lighter weight than a metal jack plane. It can hog off material real quick, um, and it, it just does the job so well. Usually they're a little bit longer as well than a wooden uh, metal jack plane. Metal jack planes usually run about 14 inches, and a wooden jack plane is usually going to run about 16 or 17 inches. Um, and that's great for that initial flattening. When you're, when you're starting to flatten a rough sawn board, that extra little bit of length of that wooden jack plane really helps. And being that it's um, lightweight, the extra length doesn't add anything to the weight of the plane. So I mean, if you've ever used a number six metal plane, which is more closely related to the size of a, of a wooden jack plane, um, they're very heavy. And to, to use that for a roughing plane for any long period of time, that'll wear you out. But a wooden jack plane is, is lightweight. 
and they're just really great for for uh, for that roughing tool. They make a fantastic uh, scrub plane or four plane, whatever you want to call it. But for moving stock in a hurry, um, I think a wooden jack plane beats a metal jack plane any day. Um, in terms of stability, of course, uh, metal planes have got you know the win there. If you're in an environment like I'm in now, where the climate changes frequently, you know we get swings where we could be in the in the high 40s in the morning. Um, and in the high to mid, you know, in the mid 80s in the afternoon with big swings in humidity throughout the day, my wooden planes go crazy in that kind of, um, in that kind of change. So um, I keep them in a tool chest unless I'm using them and they do require me to tune them up a little bit more often than I did when I lived back in New Jersey. But if you live in the type of environment that I'm in now, where you have those wide climate swings um, and, you know, big changes in humidity and big changes in temperature, um, wood is going to react to that a little faster than metal. And, uh, and you're, you're going to find you have to tune up your wooden planes a little bit more often. So, um, metal planes certainly have uh, an advantage there and, and, you know, the longevity factor metal planes are going to be more durable. Um, you know, they, they will scratch and they will chip and they will crack. Of course, um, if you drop them on a concrete floor or whatever, but, um, they, they do take a little bit more of a beating than a wooden plane and, uh, and they do tend to, you know, be a little bit more durable and, and they do have the longevity factor over wooden planes. Um, in terms of, of weight, you know, if you're looking for a heavier plane, obviously your metal planes are going to, are going to win that battle every time. Um, I really like metal joiners for this reason. Um, and, and because of keeping them flat. So, Wooden joiners are great planes. You know, I, I love mine. I, I've, I, right now I still have a, an old 22 inch wooden joiner and I used to have a 30 inch wooden joiner. Um, and I loved that big, long wooden joiner. Um, but even at 30 inches, it doesn't come even close to the weight of a number seven or a number eight metal plane. And when you're doing something like flattening a workbench top, that weight really, really comes in useful. Um, so it, I always preferred to use a heavy metal joiner plane when doing big flattening jobs and wide surfaces versus a wooden joiner plane. A wooden joiner plane just doesn't have the weight behind it that a metal plane does. And in cases where that weight is really helpful, like when you're jointing or, uh, or planing wide flat surfaces um, or where you are uh, maybe using it on a shooting board where the weight could really come in helpful. Um, you know, the metal plane certainly wins in that case. And I, I really like a, a, a large, um, heavy metal jointer. And, and these days I'm using a, a number eight size jointer plane, um, in metal. So I, again, I do still have my wooden ones and I, I use those for the interpreting that I occasionally do. Um, but for my day in and day out use these days, I am back to using metal planes just because I don't have to um, tune them up as frequently. Um, and then the flatness issue with metal planes, of course, is is paramount. You know, once a metal plane sole is flat, it pretty much stays there. Um, wooden soles will go out of flat. For a jack plane, really not that important because the sole doesn't need to be that that flat. For a smooth plane, again, not that big of a deal because the uh, the soles of wooden smooth planes are very easy to flatten. You know, throw some 320 grit sandpaper on a flat surface and lap it for two or three minutes and you're probably back to normal. Um, 
you know, but when it comes to a joiner plane, it's just so much easier to maintain, or, or I should say not have to maintain a joiner plane. Um, you know, the sole of a joiner plane, if the sole of a joiner plane goes out of flat, it affects the surfaces that you're trying to true. The flatter the joiner plane is, the truer you're going to be able to get those surfaces. And that's really important when you're doing things like edge gluing. A metal joiner plane, for the most part, is flat and stays flat. If you get it, if it's flat to begin with, it's going to stay there. And a wooden joiner plane is not. And when you're looking at a 22, 24, 30 inch long wooden bodied plane, they can be a royal pain in the butt to have to reflatten. Unless you already have, say, a metal joiner plane that you can use to flatten that plane. But then that kind of defeats the purpose, right? Um, so, you know, in terms of a joiner plane, I really do like the metal planes for that because they are able to um, remain flat and, and very flat to a much higher tolerance um, and stay that way without constant fussing. So uh, I do prefer the metal joiner for that. You know, and... Some planes, obviously there's times when you don't have a choice, uh, molding planes, you pretty much can't get those in metal. You could get say a Stanley number 50 combination plane, um, but they're real finicky. And if you've ever tried to use one of those to make moldings, well, you know, molding planes, wooden molding planes are just are way less fussy and way easier. Uh, if you want to make moldings than trying to use something like the Stanley number 50, um, when you want you know, if you're looking for other specialty planes, sometimes there's wooden versions, sometimes there's not. Um, dado planes, there are wooden and metal versions, but the wooden versions are just so much better than the metal versions. They're more comfortable, they work better, um, and, you know, I just prefer them to the metal versions. And they're cheaper as well. Um, rabbit planes, to me, most of the time, the uh, the wooden ones will tend to outperform the metal ones because most metal rabbit planes, and I'm talking about like moving philisters, fenced rabbit planes, most of them have square irons, um, other than the Veritas, which is what I'm using now. Um, most iron or metal rabbit planes have square irons. And while that may be fine for work along the grain, if you want to use that rabbit plane to make raised panels or to make rabbits across the grain, that skewed iron is just absolute necessity. Um, and you just can't find that in old iron rabbit planes. You know, you can buy the Veritas or, uh, or you can buy old wooden rabbit planes and those old fenced wooden rabbit planes were pretty much all skewed iron and they work fantastic. And finally, there are, you know, situations where there are planes that tend to work better in the, better in the metal versions. Um, one of one that I've experienced myself are, um, router planes. Um, I have a, a Lee Nielsen router plane. I've used, I used to own a Stanley 71, I believe it is uh, router plane and they're fantastic. They work awesome. I have also owned several different types of wooden router planes, or you might call them old woman's tooth or old hag's tooth. Um, they don't work as well as the metal rabbit plane, the, the metal router planes. Um, at least in my hands, I could never get them tuned up. And, you know, no matter how sharp I got them, they just did not seem to work for me as well as the more modern metal um, router planes. They just, the metal just works better in that case for me. So, um, you know, but I encourage you to try both if you get the opportunity because wooden planes can be a lot of fun. Um, you know, they may not be great in every situation and they may have their quirks, but um, they're a whole lot of fun to use. And um, I I still enjoy using them, even though for my day-to-day -day use, I'm going back to 
mostly used in metal. Uh, my wooden planes still certainly have a, a place in my tool chest and a place in my heart. So we'll talk to you guys next month. Thanks again. See ya.